Welcome to the first episode of Old School to New School. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dylan Jones. This is my father, Dwight Sean Jones. Or how do you want to be introduced yourself as? I'm just that dude, man. <laughs> I'm just that dude. <laughs> but, um, no, I think this uh, podcast has been a long time coming. It's kind of like, you know, my son and I, we have this unique relationship. With, I think we've always had a whole new school relationship from he was a toddler in terms of how we used to interact with one another. And, and uh, I, I think as he's gotten older and I've gotten older, it's kind of remained the same. And, but now with him being much more knowledgeable, obviously, with growth and, and you know, his version of wisdom, we still disagree on a lot of things. So uh, it, I think it is an interesting perspective for us to be able to talk and kind of like just, you know, watch our relationship uh, come to life. And you guys can hear kind of like, you know, you know how we interact and, and different things that we uh, talk about. Because as you may or may not know, you know, I played uh, professional football for 13 years. And I played basketball since I was 12. <laughs> so, you know, you're a Division One athlete at an Ivy League school, you know, top 15 school in the right. So I think. You know, it comes with an, its inherent um, uh, perspective from what you learn and people that you're around. But yeah, but um, so let's get to um, who we are. So um, how about Sean Jones? You explain to who you are, <laughs> what's your history, um, what are you doing now? So let's, yeah, so let's get it. So um, uh, uh, Sean Jones, for most people that know me, um, uh, a lot of people, business lines call me Dwight Jones. But I mean, I'm Jamaican born, Jamaican bred, and when I die, I'll be Jamaican dead. You know, at my core, I'm a Jamaican, and, and, and I have those core values. I came over here when I was young, you know, like most Jamaicans, you know, immigrated to uh, the New York area and Jersey, and that was probably my first culture shock because I, I didn't, you know, obviously, I didn't blend very well with the accent and everything. Fought every day, you know, People call it bullying now. I, I guess it was bullying, but we just, you know, it was just a different way in terms of fighting your way out of things. You know, I, I clearly understand how kids can react to being bullied, but, you know, I have uh, five uh, siblings, one sister, uh, four of the brother that I have, eight half siblings, and that's going to be, as this show evolves and different episodes evolve, trust me, a lot of these stories will come out. Because as you, if you can count, that means there are about 14, 15 of us. It's probably still counting. And um, mom and dad, I'm blessed, are still alive. Mom's 89, dad's 95. And uh, went to college at Northeastern University, was a business major there. Got fortunate enough to get, enough to get drafted by the Raiders. I was their first pick back in 1984. Stayed with them for four years. Got traded to Houston. Played with them for six years. And I went to Green Bay and won Green Bay Super Bowl. That's my life. <laughs> along the way, but uh, you know, I've always been a serial entrepreneur and serial business person. I, you know, was a, a, a licensed uh, CV7 uh, broker and CV63 and CV65. Anything to do with investments, I was involved in. Um, and then later in life, uh, I actually started a lawsuit back in the '80s. Left when I got traded down to Houston, and finally went back in 2017. Finished up in 2019. Got DC barred. And um, I'm, you know, I'm a full-fledged lawyer, but the most important thing to me, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, you know, I'm a father, uh, and I'm a husband. And, and so again, all those different perspectives. What we did not want to do was to do a show 
you know, just helping my son Georgia athletes or doing things around here. So that's kind of my background a little bit. And I'll turn it back to you, Jeff. So yeah, so I'm Dylan Jones. Obviously, I'm his son. Um, my mother is Tina Jones. Uh, she, we'll probably talk a lot about her too in this podcast. Uh, played basketball ever since I was 12. Uh, was uh, graduated from the village school in Houston, Texas in 2013. Uh, committed to uh, University of Pennsylvania. Spent all four years at uh, University of Pennsylvania. Got injured in basketball, so I only uh, played two years, really, for University of Pennsylvania. Got sorry, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got credited for two years. You really played four. <laughs> I got credited. I couldn't, no, I didn't play my whole my whole my whole senior year. I, I played two games my junior year. So that season, no, I only played two games because when I went on synergy the other day, I only found two games I actually played. Don't mean, but it worked. I suited up. for multiple games, but only played two games. We sat out. And sat out because I got injured, and he knew that he wanted to play in grass. Yeah, so so we worked. <laughs> so we worked. Um, so end up doing that. Uh, graduated uh, with a three point GPA at uh, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, immediately three and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> three, yeah sorry, three and a half years. Um, Immediately went to Rice University uh, right after I graduated. Uh, started like in the summer. Uh, got my master's in two years. And um, now I'm here now working for the Houston Rockets as their uh, assistant video coordinator. Yeah. Um, you know, even we, you and I really haven't talked about it, so we, we can get more to, to the podcast, but it's good to just have a conversation. What's up, Brian? <laughs> it's good to get a conversation with you. Damn, I ain't seen nobody yet. Well, I, it's just dumb. She could literally like, who's talking? I'm just looking. Well, some people are probably just listening. But Brian <laughs> says hi. Brian uh, Lee says hi. Uh, oh, Carrie says hi, too. What's up, Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the video coordinator, because anytime people ask me, because the way when I, I had actually talked to uh, uh, Coach Silas before you got the job, and it, it was probably me, was a coaching assistant job and video coordinator. So in your role there, do you, you actually get on the floor sometimes? Do you do that or just straight video stuff? You yeah, I get on, on the floor sometimes. We help uh, like rebound and stuff like that, but sometimes they, uh, depending on like how many players that we have or depending on if we just want like a scout team or anything, that they'll put me in uh, so we could like go over the other team's plays or go over our own plays and have people like guarding us. Now what, what, what's that like for you being an expert hooper yourself Playing with some dudes that you know are not very far removed from you guys you could have played. Some of you guys I know you played against in high school and yeah. college or whatever. How is it now being on the court with them and actually playing against them in some instances and even have to dunk them if you if you need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's funny because like it's it's a it's kind of different because. Obviously, the NBA is a totally different level, so right. you're like learning a totally different, different, um, different uh, language once you get to there. Right. I mean, the basketball mindset in me never left, right. uh, even when I was at uh, Rice, and when I went to Over, and it uh, never met, left like the basketball mindset in me. But learning the new language of how pros talk and how coaching, how how the coaches talk, was kind of like that. That was like a big waking up for me, you know. Right. And so it's like I had to like relearn a whole language all over again, 
but the good news is, like, the good thing is, I, I know basketball, so that kind of helped a little bit. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, What's up, Keyshawn? Hey, Darren. Uh, Cousin Greg, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, we started this old school to new school thing. I was doing radio with iHeartRadio. High, high yeah. And uh, fortunately for us, some of our sponsors that I had in there are following us to the podcast, so thank you guys. I will mention them. Hey, Brooklyn. And, uh, and um, but uh, we did this. It was it was one of our highest rated shows, man. I told you, you and I were on there, and all we did was just basically banter and talk about uh, issues that would come up over a three-hour period. That you know, uh, they're, they're topical issues, but you know, because of the vantage point that we different, we, we all have, we, we're going to look at them differently. It's know? funny because it was supposed to be a sports show, but we never talked about sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's funny, and as you've gotten older, that's what I really love about our relationship. Because um, there are a lot of times, and I tell people this a, a lot, I tell people this now a lot, that there are a bunch of times when, as you were, I was, you know, you've been raised by me and your mother, that I didn't think you were listening to us, you know, and I kept dancing, I think you were listening to me. And, and this, now, now, by the way, this is not your mom and dad podcast. So if you like squeamish and you don't want to hear some words that you may not like the word here, then you probably don't want to turn this on. Brooklyn, close your ears. <laughs> I try to keep it as real as possible. Um, I'm not going to be as, as as blue as I probably normally are. I, I mean, I do curse a lot, and I probably shouldn't, and I probably will keep that to a minimum on this podcast. But there's sometimes when you're talking about certain things, but the inflection and the meaning, mm-hmm. only a cuss word can really mean those things. <laughs> so yeah. Forgive me in advance. But anyhow, going back to you, though, you know, it, it, having the ability to have that show, which was kind of the genesis of this, and we were talking, and we were talking about different podcast ideas, and then I said, yeah, dude, why don't we just roll back what we were doing before, mm-hmm. you know, on a podcast. I was just about to launch my own podcast called, uh, Alternative Facts? Uh, huh? Alternative Facts? That one? Uh, yeah, Alternative Facts, and a section that was uh, called uh, The Yellow Book, and only people that are on Green Bay or played with me will understand what the Yellow Book references, and I'm not going to explain it. Um, but there were different variations of it, but I, I, at the end of the day, I thought, I thought it made more sense to do something more collaborative and, and talk about you know, the different issues that uh, we're faced with, uh, in, in, you know, especially in today's, uh, today's society, and to get your view of it. And everything, like even just in the last week, like we had Naomi Osaka, you know, she withdrew from with the French Open mm-hmm. and did because of uh, mental health reasons. And the people are all over the damn place with regard to, you know, should she have done it? You know, you have some people who are who are like cornerstones of the sport, like Billie Jean King, that, that I don't know if she was, I, I don't think she was purposely trying to be insensitive, but she was kind of like warning Osaka that, you know, hey, you know, you have, you know, you have a responsibility to the sponsors and so on and so forth, almost like, the hell with your damn help. Yeah. You need to be in this damn mic. You yeah. need to be talking to us about this game. And, you know, and sometimes as athletes, you know, we we kind of, we get lost in that in that perspective. And, and, and I know that's something that is dear to you because, you know, it's not a mental health issue with you, but, you know, you grew up a, a kid that had learning disabilities and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, that one fact, the reason why you transferred from Delia High School, Little Village School, was because, you know, at that time, 
when they were trying to make the fact that uh, how we were handling your disability in the classes that you were in, it didn't seem like it was important that we were trying to navigate that to them. Yeah. And they were trying to dumb your classes down and we weren't about to have that. So, you know, you were able to transfer, stay in the IV program at the village and graduate and so on and so forth. But, you know, yeah. I think it's important that from your voice, you know, when people hear, you know, because like I said, it's I not think mental health, but it's definitely, you know, a, well, I think the self-health and mental yeah, health is, 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 is like self-health and mental health is yeah, really yeah, yeah. important for especially to the today's athletes and how social media is so prevalent to how athletes feel now. Now you could go on like back in the day, like I guess in like in your era, like you got to like watch like like games on TV to see how athletes are acting or anything. But we could go on social media and like, oh, this person is doing this, this person do this, what am I doing? Now you're feeling down on yourself, now you're getting down on yourself and stuff like that. Or like you're speaking to the media and the media is not your friend. Just like how Naomi just left, like the media is not your friend, they're gonna ask you stupid questions that have nothing to do with what, uh, what, what you're doing, you know? So like when she left, I was just like, I'm all for it. Like go ahead and leave uh, and like work on yourself. Like I, I get it. Sometimes that, sometimes you just need to do something for yourself to, like, help yourself. You know. But going back to you know, going back to what's up, Coach Moore. Uh, going back to you know with where you are now, being around pros all the time. How much of the game do you think really affects? And, and obviously, it's individual, right? It's an mm -hmm. individual thing. But how much of the pressure from the game do you think that there is that it takes its toll on an athlete? It takes a toll on a lot. It takes a toll a lot, um, not just like in a professional uh, standpoint, like even collegiate standpoint, it no. took a toll a lot. Um, I mean, you trying to tell me something on that? I mean, we already talked. We already we already, <laughs> we already talked about. <laughs> we already talked about what we went through when we went through when I was at Rice and um, some of the stuff that I went through at Penn. You know, I, I was one of I, at the probably one of the lowest times when I was at. Oh, that thing shut up. My bad, y'all. <laughs> the um, um, you're saying summertime going going to Penn. Yeah, you're saying summertime going to Penn and summertime to go to the. You're saying I know. I didn't know. No, I was at the lows at a low, especially especially at Rice because at Rice I was just like I was just not happy at all. I was not happy. Shout out to Howard University, my bad. <laughs> I wanted to go to Howard, but I made him go to Rice, my bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, like at Rice, I wasn't happy at all. Right. And like, I, I felt very like, every day I was just feeling sad. I wasn't feeling myself. I was just like, just going through the motions instead of trying to like better myself. And that, that was just never happening. But- um, and, and you think that you know, it was set up for you to succeed, right? You're come, coming home. You're playing for one of the assistant coaches that you had at Penn. Um, you had the comfort of just, you know, being able to sleep in your own bed, get up, drive 20 minutes, be on campus. Mm -hmm. But it didn't turn out to be that. And, and I think what I think what was most disappointing to me about Rice um, and that uh, overall, you know, that overall uh, uh, time frame was the lack of the lack of uh, understanding on that campus, man. I, mm -hmm. I just thought that you know, being a, a, an institute of higher education, being a top 15 school and scholars and so on and so forth, 
I was just so shocked as to how backward those people were. In fact, dare I say, you had more woke people on the Penn campus than you could even find dudes on the damn Rice campus campuses in bed with the damn blanket over their heads. I mean, talk about not being woke at all. They weren't woke, and they didn't care about being woke. And that's, yeah. what, that's what was sad at them. So I remember doing a thing for one of your teammates um, called the Kaepernick Effect. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that young man's name? He ended up transferring to Wake Forest, right? Uh, uh, Miles. Miles. Miles, yeah. yeah, Miles. Shout out to Miles. He did transfer to the same. Yeah, so he did a thing about the Kaepernick effect, and that was like an uproar, like on campus, like, you know, why are you doing this? Why do you want to talk about it? It's like, dude, because it needs to be spoken about. Mm -hmm. and, you know, here we are in 2021, and this shit is still being spoken about because it needs to be spoken about back then. And, and if we don't keep talking about things, especially places where it's higher education and higher learning, then we're just going to dumb down every damn conversation, and, and nothing will get solved. So that's what I loved about the, the Penn experience. It, Ivy League schools, call it what you want to, but I, I just love the opportunity that they gave me to, to really be you. I remember going there, you first going there, and having a conversation with uh, Coach uh, Jerome, uh, Jerome Allen, and telling him my biggest fear that I was going to send my, my, my young black man to a, to a predominantly white institution, and I was going to get back friggin' the dude from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yeah, Carlton. Carlton. I was going to get back Carlton. I was like, that's not cool. And he's like, dude. I guarantee you that's not gonna happen, and it did. So I was really, I was really grateful for that. Yeah, the Penn experience. There was like literally protests every single day about anything, yeah. about anything that was going on in society, anything that was going against black people, going against LGBTQ, going against like racism, uh, police police brutality, anything. And that's what I miss about the Penn's campus when I went to Rice. When I Rice was everything was just silent, yeah. like silent. Yeah. So yeah, so we, we, you know, we'll touch on things like mental health you know, and from an athlete's perspective, but more importantly from a societal perspective, because at the end of the day, you know, society is simply a microcosm of sports, right? And mm -hmm. if that's the case, then, then all you're doing is looking at a, a granular piece of what society's thinking about and, and doing. So you know, we just gonna wanna like, give you guys like a broad strokes of, of the things that we hope to touch. Yeah. Um, uh, during these podcasts, and I wonder, but I mean, uh, it, it's it's collaborative in that you know it's Dylan and his sister there they're producing it. I'm just I just show up and just talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, we we will have some guests too during the summer. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some guests coming in. We'll have guests from two different perspectives: the old school perspective and the new school perspective. And probably there's going to be probably some times where I'm going to be actually the old school in the situation because they're probably going to have a like guess like a lot younger than me too. Um, talking about, uh, things that they, they've been through, um, like going on in society, being black, being Asian, being whatever they are. So, um, this is probably going to be what their format's going to be looking like most of the time. This is going to be, there's going to be two different lives. It's gonna be a live on Facebook. You gotta follow Sean Jones. We actually gonna probably gonna make a Facebook page for this too, and we'll probably go live off that Facebook page, and we're gonna go live off of Instagram Live here also. So we'll go live on Instagram Live. Yeah, Tracy Jones. Right here. I went to I went to I went to Michigan with Tracy Jones. Hi Tracy, thanks for looking up. And so and uh, the audio version of this will probably be on Spotify, uh, and it'll probably be on YouTube also. So, um, so we touched on. Some sports type things, topical sports type things. Uh, you know what was imp important uh, was this, obviously this last election, and I don't really fall on the, 
you know, Democrat or Republican. I've always, you know, I, I don't let politics dictate what I do and what I don't do. Um, I've always been the kind of person that votes the person, not the party. Titus, what's up? So that all being said, bro, it's like this last election is like just a bad stench that just keeps lingering, lingering, lingering because of the idiot that was our president before. And I can say that with all honesty. I do believe he was an idiot. But that being said, because your, your age group did such a great job in this last election, and, and, and again, it didn't make a difference to the Republican Democrat. Both sides were able to draw so many people out to vote. Shout out to your age group for being involved in the process. What do you see now as a responsibility as, as, as you know, are you, are you guys millennials? I, I, I'm a millennial. You're, so you're millennials, and there's the Gen Xers, millennials, the, the baby I think you're, boomers. I think you're Gen X. No, I, no, I'm a baby boomer. No, you're not. I'm 65. I was born in the 60s. But you're not that old. No, you're not. I think you're I Gen think X. You're a baby boomer. I think I'm I'll look it up. Later. You have to look this up. <laughs> look I'm, a, I'm a millennial. Darren's a millennial. Uh, my girlfriend's a millennial. Don is Gen Z. Oh, okay, Gen Z. So all these different perspectives. And even like my Gen Z 13 year old, she has an opinion on the election and so on and so forth. And, and what's scary though about that age group, they only know what people tell them for the most part. And that, I don't believe that is a good way to be informed. I think you've mm -hmm. got to read and learn and so on and so forth. But shout out to your age group though that did get a lot of information um, out there. And now going forward, how do you see your, your, your Titus age says 65 should be baby boomers. What year are you going? 1965? Yeah, 1965. Anything there and un under. Under? Uh, yeah. Or, or, or 66? Titus, is under or? If you can hear me, if it's, is it 65 and under is baby boomers or 65 and under? 65 year old and under. Which one is it? I think the year. Or born in 65. Because I ain't yeah. 65. Whatever it is, I'm not 65. Is it born in 65 or 65? <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll see in a minute. Decide. Um, Adam Cash, what's up, Adam Cash? Come on, man. <laughs> um, um, but we, yeah, what was your question? What was your question? Yeah, so the question is, you know, the responsibility that your age group has now going forward, and, and how do you see that playing out? 65 years old. Okay. And up or under? It's up, right? It's yeah. got to be up. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah you're a baby. So, so, so I'm not a, no, I'm not a baby boomer. You're 65 years old and up. I am not 65. How old are you? Dude, what? How old are you? How old are you? I don't even mind how old are you. I'm young. Oh, wait, you're 50. I'll be 58 this year. All right, he ain't baby boomer. <laughs> so whatever I am, that's what I am. But, um, so I think you're Gen X. You might be Gen X. I don't know which one it is. We'll find out later. But uh, yeah, so the responsibility you guys have, you know, you see it playing out with the athletes and how outspoken they are now, and and you know, it, it, it kind of trickles down to your age group as to you know how vocal you guys are. And yeah, but, uh, I think what it is is I think we're just tired of not being heard. Like the younger generation is always never uh, never heard. It's always the older generations in the, in these high places that control what our government is doing, and we don't have a lot of young people in those areas. So we just got tired of uh, not being heard, and so we just want to make our voices heard and saying that we have an opinion about what's going on, what's better for us as a country. And since we weren't being hurt. We just took this opportunity to be like, no, y'all going to listen to us. <laughs> like, you guys are going to listen to us. We're going to vote this idiot out and hope for hope for the best after that. But a lot of it came from that George Floyd stuff. Yeah, that too. It came from, from George Floyd. It was kind of interesting to see how. And that's, that's us black people being tired of this police brutality and nobody doing anything to help it. Well, I mean, I think the black, I think the, the George Floyd thing was more than, actually, 
I don't, I don't agree with that, what you just said, because I don't think it's a matter of just black people being tired. Black people been tired about it from, from me and my brothers got pulled over going to East Orange, coming out of Montclair back when we were like 17 years old. So that's like 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we've been tired of that for a long time. But I think what happened in the case of George Floyd was like, like white people got tired of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that too. You're right. That's it. That's it. Why people did get tired? This really tired. happens. <laughs> <laughs> when Leroy told me it happened, I didn't believe him. Yeah. Damn it, it's on video. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's true. That's 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 true. In a lot that's of ways, true. it reminded me of the Ray Rice situation, where Ray Rice, you know, went into the NFL and they asked him what happened. He said, "Me and my wife got into it. She spat at me. You know, I hit her while we were in the, the elevator, and then I pulled her out." Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. He told the truth. He was the only person that told the truth mm -hmm. that gave the two game suspension. And the video came out and confirmed every damn thing he said. <laughs> banned him for life. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, wait a second. I told the truth and I get two. You see the truth, and now all of a sudden I'm banned for life. So it's a river visual country, and it took the video of it. I'm not, not laughing. Shout out to, 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 to George Floyd and his family, I should say, and, and how they've handled this situation because I, I yeah. no matter what anyone says, I think that family having been, you know, in the public spectrum for so long and how they've tried to handle and try to navigate and, and keep the calm, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of shout out has to go to, to them too. But it took that video for people to have a different perspective. And I'm just telling people, I won't see no video for us to mm -mm. keep doing and keep working on the things that we're trying to work on. We're not there yet. It's gonna be we're not even close to being there, but at least not at all. the conversation the conversation like seems like it's being heard, know, but yeah. it's still, it's still, still take liberty. A lot of people still don't want to listen. That's the thing. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it still take So we go in that direction a lot because you know there's so many things that are topical that we can talk about, and we've been able to talk about. Another thing that comes up from time to time is you know college athletes being paid. Yeah, and should they be paid or should they not be? Yeah, he got mad at me one time. I'm, I'm gonna tell this story. My dad got mad at me one time because I found out that they they might be actually starting to pay athletes. So I text my dad. I was like, if I would have known this, <laughs> like, like the like the whole G League situation where they have in you know, high schoolers playing the G League, and I was like, Dad, if I would have known this, I'd have won the G League. My dad's like, you lost your damn mind, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just saying, but, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know. I, I do believe, though, that you know. And now that I'm a lawyer, and so I do have a couple clients where name, uh, likeness, and images are a big thing now, where we can actually look for things for them so they can exploit. You know, you had crewmates that were YouTubers at yeah. the time. They were YouTubers. They really shout out to AJ Lepre. Yeah, they they couldn't make money as YouTubers because of the, how the NCAA was set up. Now they can do that, but I think this it needs to go a step further. And quite honestly, I think the process needs to start, you know, in middle school and high school. Some of these high school athletic directors are the worst human beings in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have no clue as to how to get these kids into college properly, how to get them properly educated, get them to a point where they can be good students in college, graduate, and, you know, and get jobs. And that's where part of the problem starts. So you send kids to college that have no acumen to be in college, and, and, they, and they don't excel, and they don't graduate which is a travesty as far as I'm concerned. The problem with paying them, though, is that you pay a kid and he doesn't graduate, then you're part of the problem, too. You're paying him not to graduate, which mm -hmm. makes no sense. So I think that... There's got to be a balance. To, yeah, there's got to be a balance. There's yeah. got to be a I think there's got to be a balance. Put money away for kids. You know, let them play and put money away for them to come back and finish. You don't get that money, you get a degree. 
Mm. We don't get it, and it can't be like that old North Carolina, uh, that North Carolina, the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill degree where people are getting degrees and not going to class and getting degrees for, you know, entertainment management with no music, you know, that kind of stuff. We're not talking, we're talking about actual degrees that kids can get jobs from. So the education system is something. Yeah, are you saying you can't get a job out of music? No, I'm saying they would do, you probably didn't read about it, they were getting I didn't degrees, read this they were getting degrees taking music classes that there was no music involved. Oh. They were taking degrees that, you know, history of why people put their fingernails on and take, they take shellac versus, versus whatever else they use to, to put on their fingernails. Whatever, I mean, it was just like dumb degrees, the point I'm trying to make. Okay. They were just stupid degrees that didn't prepare them to get jobs. And, and you know, and North Carolina is a damn good school. North, mm -hmm. You know, it's a school and they, they got caught up in that. So, you know, I'd like to, you know, keep that conversation going. Obviously, sports is going to be a big deal for us. Uh, I played, you know, football for 13 years, but I'm a much bigger basketball fan uh, than I am a football fan. And so... And I'm was, always a basketball fan. Yeah, <laughs> my father didn't play football. His mother wouldn't let him play. So I didn't even want to play, I'll be honest with you. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to talk about uh, the topical things that come up in the sport. And, uh, well, your sport is still going on. You guys are out of it, but you guys, you know. The, yeah, the, sports so under what, what are you guys doing now in your offseason since you guys had a jump start? To start we are, uh, a couple of players are not back yet. A couple of players are training with their own trainers. Uh, but we have a couple of players, uh, I think six of them are here, that are actually training with us uh, in the And, and are you guys going to say in the summer league this year? You guys gonna do yeah, there's summer league this year. Okay. Summer league's in August this year. Um, so everything's pushed back because the whole COVID fiasco and everything. Draft is, is uh, late July, late I would say. I'm gonna say late July, and mm -hmm. we're, we're doing um, there's still draft workouts and stuff going on right now too. Um, but as of right now, we're working out. Um, starting next week, we're working out every single day. Uh, in between, there's like the skill days, and in between, there'll be like just playing days and stuff like that. Uh, and then I think on the weekends, we're pretty much off. So what? What did you make of this past season? I know that you know even in your role as video coordinator and in your role as you know. It's funny. Everybody keeps asking me that. Like, what do you make of the last season? I'm just like, well, this season was just weird. Honestly, honestly, this is a really weird season because one, we're not playing every single game, and the games that we used to, we played back to back to back to back to back. Like, it was just like everything was. It felt to me everything felt rushed because we're playing so many games so many times, but not as many games that we were supposed to be playing yeah. because we just trying to get all the league. games. I felt yeah. bad for you sometimes. I'd call you one day and like, where you at? And like, oh, I'm in LA. Where you at now? Well, I'm in Portland. I'm like, yeah. a day later, dude, how you in Portland? Oh, hey, we're in Utah tomorrow. It's like three games, you know, in the fourth span of like five days. So it had to be tiring for, for everybody. It but was tiring for everybody. But I'll say this though. I'll say this. I thought the NBA did a very good job in terms of getting it done, mm -hmm. but I think what you just brought up is a good point, and it, it probably shows a lot with Golden State, you know, with injuries and getting back from. Yeah, because I was uh, I was about to bring that up. It was like it was it's so there was so much, and then it got to the point where a lot of people were just getting injured. No, but I think the Lakers. Look what happened to the Lakers. Yeah, I think this year, I think this year had the most injuries for every single team, like year round. To be yeah, honest yeah. with you, to get knocked out. And yeah. So, I think they'll have to revamp how they do it because you really want to have a playoff where it's dictated by attrition, you know, dictated by who is left standing yeah. as opposed to who your best teams are. Um, I had the Lakers, you know, uh, repeating. 
and no one's gonna tell me that, and I'm not a, I'm not a Laker fan at all, by the way, shout out to my Knicks. Um, I am not a Laker fan, all right? But you can't tell me that LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't still playing if they're, if they're healthy. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it does change the dynamic. But shout out to, to, to Arizona, too. I mean, because it wasn't like Arizona's a fluke. I mean, they, they put... No, they're playing they, like they some dogs. They're putting the work they're 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 playing playing to be in that position where they were the number two anyhow. So it's not, nothing against them. But I think going forward, you know, what kind of league are we looking at? Mm -hmm. You know, where it's really just about attrition. It's really about how... Um, you know, how many guys can actually stay healthy. And the big debate in the NBA, you know, is about guys saving themselves, yeah. you know, and, and not playing every game. Yeah. So how do you balance that? If you want everybody to play every game, and then guys are going to be like, well, no, nah, I want to be ready for the playoffs. And so then it's going to be even worse than it is now where guys aren't going to want to play. Yeah. I'm a big fan of um, players saving themselves for now. Like, that's what I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of players playing, saving themselves so they don't get, especially like an older player, you know, mm -hmm. so they won't get as injured as um, like you think. Shout out to my wife, they just walked in. Hopefully my dog starts making noise because we don't know how to act when she comes home. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I don't know though, man. I'm not, I am not for players saving themselves. Okay, and, salad. You know, well, you would bring that up. <laughs> All right, so he just mumbled under his breath, salad. All right, so you'll probably hear that in the, in the broadcast from time to time as we do shows. All right, there's this like horrible, horrible story going around. Because it's true. Green Bay Packers. Because it's that, true. Uh, you know, that when my nickname. Everybody was in my life, look at me. <laughs> it's true. My nickname when I, when I played with the Packers was salad. And, and no, they did call me that, but it was, it was not deserved, right? Um, and what happened was when I got to, when I got, when I, I came in the Raiders, a very veteran team where defense really only practiced one day a week and offense only practiced one day a week. So we learned how to practice. We knew how to practice, not beating your body up during the week. And remember I'm saying this because it's gonna start resonating as I finish this story. So I go down to Houston with this fool of a head coach. I won't call his name. Everybody knows who he was, he was an idiot. And I get down here, this guy's jumping on piles, having people hitting, laid out of bounds, just dumb stuff, you know, just dumb. And I wouldn't do it. You know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't do it. And I'm like, I'm teaching my guys how to practice. You know, that's not how you practice. So got through six years there. By the time I left, <laughs> left Houston, my guys knew how to practice. They practiced like Raiders. They sat on their helmets, they knew what to do. I go up to Green Bay, we have Mike Holmgren, great coach, but he don't know how to practice. They come out of the San Francisco system, and you know, we're doing the extra. He got pads on in December. I mean, just things that you don't need to be doing to be a great team. So I had to teach them how to practice. So the joke was that I would wear K-Swiss sneakers to practice, and I'd wear lacrosse shoulder pads, you know, as my shoulder pads, because I had no intention of doing any more work during that week than I needed to do because we play on Sunday. Now, can't nobody I ever play with say that I wasn't one of the most prepared people to ever play the game. So mentally, that wasn't the issue, but we're not gonna beat ourselves up and not be ready to play on, on Sunday. So the joke in the locker room was, don't worry about Sean Jones. He gonna be fresh as a salad on Sunday. Shout out to Robert Brooks. He cuts it down and just starts calling me salad and the rest is history. But now you got the backstory, you can, you can, you can view for yourself. 
if I really sell it or was I just way ahead of my time? Because guess what? That's how they practice now. So I was just way ahead of my time. That's all it was. I was okay. way ahead of my time. Let's so no more salad. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think another topic that we would uh, like get upon uh, for this podcast is uh, music and entertainment. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, if you don't know me, I minor in I'm, I minored in music and jazz and popular music. I they called it jazz and popular music, but it was really just hip hop music, honestly. And it was hip hop music and um, it was hip hop music and jazz, and that's like my big focus point. And I was a DJ in college and everything. Uh, so there's some there's gonna be some point in time, times in this podcast. I'm probably gonna introduce y'all into like new music, and we'll, we might compare them to like old music that my dad used to listen to. That I'm still, I say old, but I'm like I'm I'm a fan of that type of music also. So uh, I'm a big what did you do too? No, I'm a big movie guy, so I love movies. I used to do a thing with uh, at. Uh, John McClane, NFL, or how, whatever moniker he goes by these days, where he and I used to uh, uh, go and review mu- uh, movies before the Oscars. So I'm a big movie buff, a big music guy. You know, a lot of my music stuff comes from, uh, my, my kids don't want to believe it, but a lot of their musical uh, background comes from, you know, how much I love music. And they grew up in a musical house, hearing music all the time, and, and so on and so forth. So. There's always going to be, always on, on the website, there's always going to be an interactive playlist, you know, what my playlist is, what his playlist currently is. Um, I know my son, they, they love new music. My daughter, she, uh, my, my middle daughter, she loves new music. And actually she writes uh, where she uh, uh, brings out new music. So we'll be interspersing that kind of stuff for you guys to listen to and learn from and educate. So all in all, man, this is just going to be a fun podcast, uh, bringing you all these different perspectives as to how we see and hear things. And, and, and we want it to be interactive. We want, we want to hear what you're thinking. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer, and I, I know my son is too, that nobody really monopolizes great ideas or good ideas. So to hear what your ideas are, it will be important to us uh, as we get going. So you know, with this version, what is it, zero, zero, zero? We're calling it uh, <laughs> episode zero, zero. Calling <laughs> it episode zero, zero. And um, when are we launching? Um, like I said, I just show up and talk. So when, when are we launching? What's our launch date? So I'm thinking of a few guests that we could get on since we uh, are having a couple people over or forth. Right, right. And I also know that uh, uh, Jerome Allen, uh, who's the assistant coach for the Boston Celtics, he's written a book. And, I, and I, I, if anyone can reach out, it's on Amazon and places like that. Uh, it's called When the Alphabet Calls, or When the Alphabet Comes, I should. Uh, I should say, um, very interesting book. It's a perspective on the uh, college uh, college uh, entrance scandal that is a little bit different. It's a little bit edgy, but you want to check it out. Jerome Allen's book. So Jerome's going to be on with us to talk about. Is he going to be on virtually, or he's going to be on? Well, uh, that's a good question. Is he going to come he, in? If not virtually, I just talked to him this morning about him having his presence, you know, being here with us. So yeah. we're trying to work that out. And at, whenever possible, we're going to try to have as many guests live, um, but you know, obviously, you know, travel and so on and so forth is a little bit more difficult. So it may be virtually, or it may just be uh, audibly, audibly. Yeah, that's the only thing you're gonna learn about us now. Now, my son is very proud of the fact that he is uh, disclosed that he has ADD, uh, dyslexia, and dyscraphia. Right? 
I'm very proud to announce that I know I have adult issues. <laughs> there are definitely words that I butcher. <laughs> and, uh, just bear with us, <laughs> all right? Yeah. But uh, it's, um, yeah, so from time to time, you know, our guests will be able to, again, you know, be able to add some texture to what we're talking about. And, and, and uh, again, you know, it's all about vantage point and, and perspective. And also for the people in the live um, that are watching this right now, if you guys have any questions or anything you guys wanted to say, like please like go ahead and just blur them out. We'll we'll be looking, like we'll be looking, and we'll we'll try to answer y'all's questions or see y'all's statements. Um, Shout out to Terrence Baker. Hey, how you doing? And we'll try <laughs> to like. I obviously know it's not Terrence, but that's what you know what I'm saying. We're just trying to make everything interactive. Um, Shout out to Todd Spurvis. Todd Spurvis is an interesting person. Um, when I first got to the Raiders, people don't realize, I only missed two games my entire career. Right? One I shouldn't have, shouldn't have missed in my last years in Green Bay, but I'm not making that But I wanted to play my whole career and not miss a game. But my second year in the league, I had eight and a half sacks. I was having a great year. I just started starting. In the last game, Matt Millen came out of nowhere. Matt Millen was my middle linebacker. We were playing Seattle, and I stuck my hand out to make a tackle. And Matt must have closed his eyes or whatever, did not even come close to hitting the running back, right, ran right into my elbow and dislocated my elbow. My elbow went all the way up. My hand was like this long. You know, it was just, it was ugly. So they come out there, Todd Sperber was one of our trainers, George, uh, shout out to the late George Anderson and Ace Rod Martin, the greatest training staff ever. And they rush out there and they, uh, 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 George Anderson saw and says, does it hurt when you do this? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, don't do this. <laughs> that was his cure for everything. But they suck it, they pull it down, and man, that was the most excruciating pain. And then um, I played, people don't, people don't always ask me, why do you have this brace? And I never used to go into a story why I wore this big old brace on my arm, but it was from that injury. So George created this thing called the, the George Anderson elbow stabler. He was the guy that created the knee stabler that a lot of people use still to this day, mm -hmm. these, these knee, knee braces that people use. But George created the first uh, knee stabler. He just converted that to my elbow. And now you see a lot of young players wearing, wearing the elbow stabler. So shout out to Todd Spurvis. Stop, stop out there. I still got that picture you gave me. Does anybody here live say anything? Um, no, they just, they just, they just trying. My, my group of people are just like calm. They ain't gonna have nothing. They're just gonna listen, talk later. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's good to have guys that will pop them in there. Kind of like they listen to a conversation. Yeah. So I guess that I'll, that'll kind of do it for this version 000.000. Yeah. Um, give people kind of an idea of what we're going to be getting into. And if there's any topics that you guys wanted to talk about, obviously uh, follow us on Instagram and DM, DM us. So the Instagram is old school to new school. Uh, the school in old school is spelled wrong. I know. It's spelled wrong on purpose. You know why? Because somebody already had old school to new school as their handle. I didn't know. So I had to spell it wrong. So I could have the full thing. But I might just change it to old school to new school to podcast and see if that works. And if that doesn't work, then I'm just going to leave it. Or we change it back to old to new school. No, I don't like the old school to new school. <laughs> nah, you can fight me on that one. I'm not changing it. But yeah, so DM us. Uh, this. Uh, audio version is probably going to go on, on Spotify and it's also going to go on YouTube. Uh, follow us on our social medias. My my personal social media is underscore Sinclair underscore Jones. I don't know yours personal social media. What's your? Well, I'm just on Twitter, which is at real Sean Jones. Yeah. And then Facebook is 
Facebook is Dwight Sean Jones on Facebook, and my Facebook is Dylan Jones, but I don't really use it that much, so. Yeah, I gotta learn all this new digital formats. I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not on IG and all click this here, click stuff. Click here, click here. It's just a, a okay. But um, yeah, I, I, before it's all said and done, I'll be all for it. Yeah. But you get it. You get what we're about to do, what we're about to have fun doing. Join us, please, and uh, we'll make it work. Before we leave, anybody have any questions? We'll wait for like a few minutes. If you don't have any questions, that's cool. I'm actually going to bring my controller and just start playing like random noises um, next time. If there's not any questions, I think we're good. All right. All right. We well, need like a really cool sign out. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about that. Thank you for your time this time and for next time. <laughs> See, that's like that old school. You don't understand. That's a cheap rocket. Frankie Crocker from WBLS, but you don't know no about Good night and good luck. You don't know no about You can't appreciate those stuff. <laughs> All right, y'all. So uh, thank you for watching. I am Dylan Sinclair Jones. That's the white Sean Jones. And this is Old School to New School. Peace.